Hey everybody, Ray Brem here. Welcome to the podcast that will help you increase the income and influence of your book, Beyond Royalties. Book Profit Secrets with Ray Brem starts now. Hey everybody, Ray Brem here. Welcome back to another amazing session. I'm with Anthony Garcia and he is the founder of Catapult and Commissions, Inc. Such a cool name. And he is an expert in sales training, goal achievement, and motivating business professionals to peak performance. And we're going to talk about achieving sales in your first 90 days. Welcome, Anthony. Ray, thanks for having me. Excited to be here today. So give give us a 30,000-foot view of the path you took to now being this the sales guru, helping people uh, make sales, make commissions. So Yeah, fun, fun fact. So I spent 20 years building other people's sales team. My very first sales team I built, I was 22 years old. And I built this sales team, ended up with 100 sales reps, moved to a city. I didn't know anybody. I just graduated college and I was going to build sales teams. It was entry-level sales work, direct to consumer. And then I went into the corporate space after that. And I started building corporate sales teams in B2B. Then I got recruited to the medical device and high-impact surgical sales. And then I built sales teams there in excess of revenue of half a billion dollars a year. And as I was building these sales teams, one thing was calling on me was, I don't see this happening in the small business community. I don't see the same efficiency that we run in large corporations in the small business community. So four years ago, the idea of building catapult commissions came to life. Three years ago, I developed my first client and we have taken off since then and truly building sales processes and sales systems for service-based professionals who are trying to sell their service to their client avatar. We've taken all the principles we built in corporate America, and now we're applying that to the small business owner. You know, I think one of the things I'm guessing, but most people watching, this is one of the scariest subjects for people. And, you know, a lot of people, we get our creative, so they're, you know, I want to write a book and I want to do the, you know, I want royalties. I don't want to have to, to sell, but the truth is everybody's selling all the time, right? I mean, whether you're selling your, your credibility, your product and so forth. But what do you, what do you say? Like, if you get somebody, it's like, oh, I, you know, I wrote a book or I created a course, but I don't want to sell. I thought uh, the internet would do that for me. Yeah. How do you get them out of that fear state, I guess, to begin with? Yeah. Well, the first thing is, is selling isn't something you do for yourself. So if, if you're the author who wrote a book or you've developed your course curriculum, or you've developed something to bring to the market, the first thing we have to acknowledge is that you're not doing this for yourself. This is for the person you're trying to serve. I take the approach that marketing agencies almost avoid. A good marketing agency is going to get interest, it's going to get likes, it's going to get email subscribers. You can be a very, very wealthy social media influencer, but be poor in the bank. I look at that and I say, okay, if I want to serve my client avatar, I have to have a conversation with them. And to eliminate that fear, I say, okay, well, I know what I'm offering can change this person's life. I know what I'm offering can impact and help grow their business. And I truly believe it. So I tell that person who's afraid, hey, let's just put this person on a call with you or somebody on your team. Let's just get a discovery call is what we call it. Just a questionable a, a call, a discovery, a coaching call, a strategy call. I've heard numerous names for it. But let's just get somebody on the phone, on Zoom, or meet me in coffee, and let's just have a conversation. Because during that conversation, if the business professional or the business owner is truly passionate about the product or service they've created, the conversation comes off very naturally, very easily. And a good sales process doesn't mean I'm asking you to do business with me. It simply means I'm providing a solution and you're asking me, how do I work with you? Yeah, I think that's great. 
great way to put it, especially because that's where the icky part comes in. It's like, I'm trying to uh, make money, make a sale. I don't like that. And it's like, if you don't, you, pr- you, you cost that person getting the help they need that was something you provide. Uh, I, I, you know, I had that experience one time where I just was, I didn't, I stumbled onto it. I was selling something. And I just said, you know, I didn't know any, because I, I think that's what you're sharing too, is there's not these slick closing lines or always no. be closing. Glenn Geary, Glenn Ross. I had one where I was selling a property management contract. It was like $300. And I was at this guy's kitchen and, and he's like, well, we'll probably, we'll sign up tomorrow for sure. And I was like, well, why wouldn't you sign up today? And I wasn't asking like, that wasn't some line I rehearsed. It was just kind of like, well, if you're going to do it tomorrow, why don't I just do it while we're here? And I can just sign it. But uh, because I was offering them something they needed and they were moving forward with that. What do you, what do you think the number one thing is for, you know, entrepreneurs, especially in their first 90 days, what are the steps they should take to kind of get mentally ready, of course, and then, you know, the strategies behind selling their product and getting their business moving? Yeah, hundred percent. So first things first, it takes laser focus within your first 90 days to drive a sale. The system we talk about at Catapulted Commissions in the first 90 days is this. What's the problem I'm going to solve? Who am I going to solve it for? And here's the kicker. How expensive is this problem? Meaning, I want to identify the problem, the impact to the person I'm talking to. So if I know that the problem has a high impact, a high monetary impact, I now can associate a value to my solution. So the first 90 days, we identify the problem, we identify the solution, we identify the impact of that solution. Once we go past that, then we come to market. Various different strategies that we come to market. And we come to market in a non-confrontational manner. Something free, strategy call, something of value. We give first. And a lot of entrepreneurs in the first 90 days are like, I've built something. I, I, have, I put all my time and effort. I'm passionate about this. So I'm going to charge for this. I come through the, the lens of saying, I'm going to give something of value first. Because the law of reciprocity says, I give something, I can ask for something. And the true law of reciprocity, let me rephrase that, says if I give you something, it's natural that you want to give something in return. So we go through that process of identifying what to give first and then invite somebody to your ecosphere, whether it's a call, whether it's your subscription list. Ideally, the end goal is to get this person on the phone or on a Zoom call with you. And from there, we present our product, our service, our solution. And from there, that's where we generate business. So that first 90 days, one last thing here, Ray. Biggest mistake entrepreneurs make in their first 90 days. Everybody wants to charge what they're worth. And in your first 90 days, nobody knows you. So charge what you can get and use simple economics, supply and demand. If you are selling a coaching package and you're selling coaching services and your calendar is wide open, supply and demand. If your calendar is full and you're like, I'm starting to see my, my days minimize, raise prices. When we first come to market, we charge what we can get and then we steadily grow from there. That, that, that's a great point. A lot of these things you're saying, I was like, God, I stumbled on that, but it took me a lot longer than 90 days to do it. You know, it's the, cause I was selling, I, when I started, I was selling book launch services and I was afraid to ask for $200, you know, and it ended up being 6,500, you know, by the time I was done, but that was years later, but it was kind of like, okay, I'm getting a lot of work. I don't even have time to do this. I got to bump it up to 500. I got to, okay, I'm going to bump it up to a thousand. So I, I'd like that. And I also like, you know, cause I think it's, I've seen this with people pricing books. I mean, it's the same as their products and what they're selling, but it's like, well, this book is worth this. It's like to you, it is, but to people who don't know you, it's not, you know, maybe it will be, if you had an audience already, 
then um, you know, thing pricing is completely different, right? Yeah, your 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 reputation as an entrepreneur is going to determine the pricing you can charge. Like if people know you and people trust you and people have seen the value you've brought to the marketplace, then you can charge more. If people don't know you and you've built a sustainable career and a business model in XYZ company for corporate America for 20 years, I'm, I'm telling my true story. The price I charged four years ago isn't the price I charged today. And I knew that from the very first day that I had to get one client. And the simple philosophy was, can I get one client? Then can I get two? And we followed that with, can I get one client to pay me $1,000? Can I get a client to pay me $2,000? Can I get a client to pay me $50,000? And that number continued to rise and it still does supply and demand. It's a simple, simple philosophy that we often forget because we get confused. We associate a value to who we are, not realizing our client avatar and the general audience we speak to doesn't really know what value we bring just yet. So going back to, um, the how expensive is this problem? What's the, you know, how are you doing that? It's, it's more of this person, if they try to solve it without me, you know, yeah, is that how uh, it works or? Absolutely. So, so one for you internally, it's market research. So whatever the product, the problem you're solving, let's do the market research. Let's find out what the data says. Let's find out what some credible sources are saying, finding out what is the impact of this problem. And one of the things we teach in the academy is I call it the master discovery call because we can't pick out any other name other than it's masterful. Here's the deal. During a discovery call, when I sit with a prospect, I allow my prospect to tell me the impact of the problem they're experiencing, knowing that I've already done the research ahead of time. So I, I have a general idea of the impact, but I haven't heard it directly from my client. So as they tell me the impact of this problem, then we start to probe with questions. How does this impact your business? How is this impacting your life? How many hours did you spend last week doing X, Y, Z? What is your hourly rate? So we start probing and going through a, a series of questions that has our client avatar will tell us what the impact is of this problem. And then here's, here's the million dollar question at the end. So just to clarify, Ray, what you're telling me is because you don't have a book deal, you feel you've lost out on $40,000 in ancillary revenue for your business last year. Is that, is that accurate? Yes. We just mutually agreed we have a $40,000 problem. And if I have a $6,500 book offer, I have a great value to bring. Now, if we go through this process and I make the assumption and I hear it, but we don't get the mutual agreeance that there's a monetary value associated with the problem, no matter what I present, I'm always going to deal with, ah, that's a little bit more expensive than I thought. Ah, that's not in alignment with what I'm looking for. So we truly have to go through a discovery process that we quantify this problem and you're only skilled at it by doing the research in advance. Yeah, that's, I mean, you, you got me scribbling notes here because it's like, ah, you know, it, that, it, and that solves the hardest thing about all this. I think for, you know, if you're going to, if you're doing coaching, consulting, uh, high ticket program, it's something you're getting on a call with, right? And it's that price delivery and it always feels kind of awkward. And what you're saying is you just, you, the, the, that's already been solved earlier on um, by just quantifying their issue. Because a lot of times, even, you know, we know as it's like, God, if you went and hired a VA for $5 an hour, it's still going to cost you this much. And they don't know what they're doing because they're going to spend all these hours trying to, so, you know, you're fighting those battles or like, well, look, how, you know, how much are you worth hourly? Do you want to do it yourself? Well, Ray, I, I'll tell you this, in that capacity there, whether you're selling a product that's $1,000 or $100,000, 
we're always going to hear those little voices in our head that get nervous to present this, which is why if we truly master that discovery call and we quantify the problem, it almost seems like a no-brainer. Like, hey, I can fix this problem for you. This is my fee. Simple as, simple as mud. I can fix this for you. This is my fee. Your problem was X amount. My fee is X amount. And the confidence you have in delivering that as the entrepreneur only comes from two things. You've been able to solve the problem before. And two, you've done the research on what the problem is costing your client avatar. Scribbling more notes. (laughs) It's great. I mean, in in fact, it's just, I mean, this should be a, this video, you should watch this video before you get on any call, right? And obviously you need to do your homework, of course, and then, uh, you know, have your, I guess, your questions on, on quantifying their, you know, you, you rattled them off quickly, but you can share later how you, they can read you reading your book and so forth. So is there any difference? I mean, do you use any of these tactics to sell something without being in person? So like putting it on your sales page for something, maybe low, lower ticket. And what's the threshold in your mind of, you know, is it like $2,000 above that? They should get on a call with you or, you know, or do you go lower for calls? That kind of Yeah, good question. So if you are a solopreneur, small business, small team, let's say less than five people, really anything less than $2,000 should have the marketing agency, should have the funnel, should be able to purchase online, minimal, minimal interaction. Anything 2,000 and above, you want to have that discovery call, whether it's you or the person on your team. For a low ticket offer after the fact, Everybody who works with me, who comes through a discovery process with me and looks at joining the academy, gets introduced to the process. After our discovery call, if they've chose to do business with us, great. If not, they'll get an email later with a different offer for a smaller level of services that we offer. It is a truly, it's a hands-off approach, but it's a low ticket offer. And so at that point, this person's already got on the phone with us. They trust our process. They trust our credibility. The timing just wasn't right. That conversion rate from low ticket to high is incredibly, uh, incredibly high over the data that we've looked over the past couple of years. Now, that $2,000 and below threshold, the only time that I would recommend getting on the discovery call for a lower product is when you're training a new salesperson to work for you. When someone's new on your offer, when someone's new in your discovery process, under that $2,000 mark, it's a good way for this person to gain reps, to gain understanding, to hear all the objections, a live uh, format. And help this person develop some confidence as the offer gets higher. Now, as your offer gets higher, 10,000, 15,000, the process stays the same. We get on a discovery call, we have a conversation, we quantify the problem, we present a solution. The only thing that ever changes is the number at the end of that line of that contract or that purchase order of that credit card statement. And, you know, some people, some people say, and I guess I'll get your opinion on it, is like the, the higher the ticket, it's almost, it's not necessarily, it's not harder. Sometimes it's easier, or at least you get better clients that way. Um, what, what's your opinion on that? You know, uh, I, I'll tell a true story. In developing and building Catapult Commissions, the very first six-figure consulting client I picked up, I remember the day came to present my offering. We had done a series of discovery calls. We had a trial process working together, and, and rubber was ready to meet the road this way, this day. And the conversation was so natural. It was so easy that it was, Hey, here's our fee for us to continue working in this capacity. It's over the next 12 months. Here's the deliverables. Do you have any questions? And the only question that was responded from my customer was, can I have this on a recurring charge on my American Express so I can get points? Yes. 
And today, it's still one of my favorite customers. And it's simple. They're the easiest to work with. We provide tons of value. Uh, I've seen their company grow and scale. They're looking to eclipse the $5 million mark this year. So I'm pretty happy for that. But it was just a normal conversation. And then you mentioned, you know, training somebody under you. I mean, what level do you normally recommend somebody, you know, stop selling themselves as a solopreneur? What's their revenue need to be if they're going to start bringing on salespeople to kind of make life easier? Yeah, as early as possible wholeheartedly. You want to get somebody helping you as early as possible. If you're doing the discovery call, it's because it's a high ticket value and you're working some kinks out. If you're doing a discovery call, it's because you genuinely love the process. But the moment you can get somebody to help you in terms of what is that revenue wise, there's two ways about it. You can pay the upfront cost and have somebody that's on payroll that you work for, or you can have a remote closer, someone who's only going to do the sales calls for you, only is going to get paid a commission. There are sales reps who work commission only for entrepreneurs that will help close for you. You just have to provide the training. Here's the pros and cons with the moment you start to scale. The pros is scalable. You can put other people in the process. You can bump up your ad spend. You can bump up your media tour. You can bump up a variety of things to get more clicks on your website and more calls on the calendar. That's exciting. The downside, you have to manage and and train these folks. And not everyone is capable of doing that. So some people will find uh, other sales uh, trainers to help train this process, which is which is completely fine and okay. Uh, to get the ROI on it, it has to be a true structure of is it commission only? And if you're starting to pay somebody, then you have to take a look and say, what is this person going to run me? What's this person's burn rate for the next 12 months? If I'm paying this person a $2,000 draw every month and I have a $12,000 offer, will this person bring me two clients over the next 12 months is really how I have to look at that. And that's just to break even. So if by month four, month five, I'm not seeing the two clients yet, I have to make some tough, difficult decisions and and look, is it training? Is it person? Is it skill? So to give that in a perspective of like a hard blanket number, I think every business is going to be different. It just has to analyze what is your business model and why are you taking those calls? I take a lot of my own discovery calls because I want to see if there's an opportunity for a higher ticket consulting opportunity. And I truly, we have a funnel process a screening process before someone gets on a discovery call with me. So in, in terms of like a 90-day startup, I mean, most of the time, you're probably not going to bring on somebody yet. No. But what, you know, what do you find for, especially for solopreneurs, obviously it makes sense if you can, you know, if, especially if you're generating traffic to get, you know, get those calls done as quick as possible. But do you find that, that the best solution is let, let's get that kind of commissionable person on first as opposed to... No, your first 90 days, it, your first 90 days is going to be you. It, it, you want it to be you because you have to know the ins and out. I always, I always train and I teach in your business. There's only four or five common objections you're always going to hear that are going to be specific to your offer. The only way you're going to hear them is if you get on the calls yourself. Hey, does your service offering offer this? Uh, your pricing's too expensive compared to XYZ. The only way we hear that is by being on the calls. So in your first 90 days, you want to be on the calls as fast as possible because you want to gain those reps and gain understanding and learn the nuances of your sales process. And the moment you start making revenue and you start realizing I'm taking calls when I should be working on deliverables or I should be doing something else and you have a consistent revenue flow, then we look back and say, is it time to bring that person on? So, but first 90 days, I know we're talking about the first 90 days to generate sales. You are the best person to sell your product or service because you've created it. You're the one that has the most enthusiasm. You know the ins and outs about it. 
So if we go through a good discovery call during this process in the first 90 days, we change the conversation from, do you want to do business with me to, I have a solution for you. Let's work together. Which brings me to my next point. So for, let's just say I'm, I'm starting out. I've got, you know, I'm trying to ramp this up in 90 days. I suspect you have a bias, but maybe not. Um, and I'm trying to figure out, well, what's the first product I'm going to offer? Are you suggesting that people, and I know my opinion, it probably agrees with yours, are you suggesting people go with that high ticket, the 2000 or above where they can get on the calls with people? You know, like, provide yeah. the skill set. Yeah, I'm 100%. So my recommendation is you look at what your primary business model is. If you look at your focus, right? If we were to take the ability of the entrepreneur's focus, and say, I can only focus on one thing with 100% intensity. And if that focus, whatever that focus is, that's what we're selling. So if it's a high ticket offer, then I'm all in on the high ticket offer. If it's a low ticket offer, then I'm all in on the low ticket offer. Me personally, my personal approach, I go with the high ticket offer because the low ticket offer, that really is funnel management. That's marketing. There's a lot of ways to go about it. But the manual effort, the sweat equity to get on the call with me, it's typically a high ticket offer. For you, the entrepreneur, I have to, I would challenge you to look at your business and say, what is the one product that I'm going to break through this market in? One of the reasons entrepreneurs fail, it's a really scary thing to say, and it's kind of, it's, it's backwards from what everyone has heard. One of the reasons we fail is we come to the market with so many offers, we confuse our customers and a confused customer doesn't buy. So whatever your one offer is, whatever the primary business model is, whatever you've scripted in your business plan, that's the offer we go to market with. My personal preference, I go with the higher ticket. Uh, that's a great point. I, you know, one is like the the whole keep it simple, stupid yeah. thing, right? So, I mean, I, I it took me a long time to do that, and I've accumulated a lot of different products. But it's like you know, it's like really every email, every conversation. I don't want to have, I don't want to be confusing things. Now, maybe there's different levels of participation in a in one particular product, but it's one, you know, it's always one thing we're focused on. Uh, so that's, that's great stuff. And I, I agree. I mean, I think the fastest way, it, it seems counterintuitive, but the fastest way to get that business up running 90 days is to have a high ticket where you can actually get some, some big wins quickly. And it's all dependent on you. I mean, if you take a look at the high ticket, right? If you have a $10,000 offer, you pick up three clients, it's $10,000 a month. You pick up six, it's $60,000 in your first 90 days. Let's say you're not comfortable with 10 and you're like, Hey, I have a $2,000 offer. Okay. Can I pick up 30 clients in the next 90 days at a $2,000 offer? That's $60,000 in revenue in your first 90 days. So many entrepreneurs join this journey of entrepreneurism because they want to deliver something. They want to create wealth. They want to create a lifestyle. Whatever got you into this industry, the one common denominator between you, between I, between everyone watching this, we have to generate revenue. The higher ticket generates more revenue. And I won't, I won't go way further advanced, but one of the greatest, greatest feedbacks I heard in my own coaching consulting business was what I want a hundred clients that pay me a thousand dollars a year. What I want 10 that pay me a hundred grand. I want the 10 and we grow and we evolve and we get there, but high ticket revenue is how your business grows fast. Yeah, that, that's, that's great stuff. I've got a page of notes. Um, if somebody's okay, so this should resonate with people. One is let's just backtrack here. It's you're, you should probably be focusing on a high ticket. I'm taking yes. your advice on this too. Selling isn't something you do for yourself. You're selling, you're, it's something you're doing for others. You're helping them solve their problems. You know, you need to be laser focused in those first 90 days. And then you've got to ex explore the whole problem 
who it helps and then how expensive is that problem for them. If that all resonates with somebody and they're saying, okay, yeah, I do want to implement this. I want a high ticket. You know, what's the first thing they should do after hitting stop on this video? Yeah. So first thing you should do is go visit catapultcommissionsacademy.com backslash call. On that page, you one will get an opportunity to book a discovery call with more likely myself uh, and if not somebody on my team, but let's just say 90% myself. The other thing that you will get, and I'd love to give this to you, you heard me reference a discovery call numerous times, master the discovery call. You go there, I will share with you the master discovery call outline for what you can use to create your custom script. And I will give you a copy of my own script that we use on our discovery calls. And the reason I'm giving you both, not just my discovery kit, but the outline on the reasons why, I want you to see how we craft this message together because it's incredibly important that when you have someone who's giving you their time, which is their most valuable resource, we give them something of value as quick as possible. And what we teach in our discovery process is to give value as fast as possible and allow the conversation to keep going. So those are the two things you can come and get with me right away. That's awesome. And whether you're ready to start with a high ticket or not, I think you should go get that right away because eventually you're going to. And so, and, and, and nailing that really the discovery call is you're building the rapport, you're, that sets the tone, especially if they're going to become a client. So, and it feels tricky. So it's like getting a script, let's just get out of the gates running. Let's go do that. So Anthony, thank you very much. The link to that is below and all that's that, all the goodies are below and everybody else. Thanks for joining us. It's been an amazing session and really hopefully it takes some of the fear out of selling, right? So great. Anthony, thanks again. And we will talk to you all soon. Thank you, Ray. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Book Profit Secrets. You know, Abraham Lincoln once said if he had six hours to chop down a tree, he would spend the first four sharpening his axe. That's what this podcast is meant to do. That's also what we do on our site, our companion site, ray.fm. So check us out there and sharpen your axe, increase your influence, income, and audience. We'll see you next time.